Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend yeah. of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. And we're back for part two of Office Space with the Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Um, when we last left off, uh, Peter had just been uh, put into a trance and never snapped out of it. And... Uh, we saw he looked really happy. Uh, next thing we see is the next morning. And uh, Peter hears his alarm going off, but he says, fuck it, and just goes back to sleep. Um, we know it's Saturday, which is the day he was asked to come into work by Lumberg. Um, and apparently he's not going to. So uh, a little bit of time passes, and we hear his phone ring. And um, on the answering machine, we hear a very passive-aggressive Lumberg. Uh, you know, we come in at the same time on the weekends, Peter. We don't have different hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then he calls him later. Yeah, just wanted to make sure you uh, remembered you were supposed to come in today. <laughs> it's like all these like really passive aggressive voicemails. Um, oh, he's so good at it. Oh, mm-hmm. he, Gary Cole is fucking great at this. Um, so you know, you know what's fucked up too is as many times as I've seen this movie, I kind of forgot that that was Peter's like superhero origin story was that <laughs> he was hypnotized and was yeah, never yeah. snapped out of it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's funny. Like, and it's been a couple of years since I've watched Office Space, but. That felt like brand new information on this viewing. I was like, oh, yep. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, by the guy no, from Big, Big Trouble who wanted the, the girl to have giant cans. <laughs> giant cans. Yeah. That was a funny-ass scene. <laughs> it really was. That was like, that was like .5 of the points I gave that movie was just that scene. <laughs> that was a really good scene. Oh. Yep. And, uh, and uh, you know, Peter's like sleeping like a baby through all this. Oh, uh, finally, when he wakes up, he has 17 messages and he just deletes them one by one. He's like, uh, yeah, beep. Uh, yeah, Pete, beep, Peter, beep. <laughs> just, <laughs> just lumbering on every single one of them. Um, 
he looks down, it's 3.30, and he answers the phone, and it's Anne. And she starts to, like, ask why he isn't at work and just starts to bitch at him, so he hangs up the phone on her. <laughs> Immediately, she calls back, and he lets her go to the machine, and she, she decides, you hung up on me? Well, we're not together anymore, and I bitch hitting on you! <laughs> Which, of course, everybody knew. Like, it wasn't a surprise. Um, next, it's uh, Monday morning, and there's a meeting going on, and uh, you see... Tom, look at Michael's. Where, where's Peter? Like, Peter's not here. Like, dude, I don't know where Peter is, man. Like, something's not right. Um, but then we see Peter pull up the tchotchkes. tchotchkes um, and at this point, he uh, walks directly in. He sees the 37 pieces of flare guy. He goes, table for three? <laughs> and he's like, he's <laughs> like, no, no, no. Um, I like how first he asks Joanne, who's standing there, what they're doing for lunch. And she, like, gives him the lunch specials and then walks yeah. away. And then he follows no, no, what are you doing for lunch and he's just like straight up like straight up balls like i'm gonna go just take what i want to take because he gives no fucks at this point um, this, that's the thing man like this movie is pure fucking wish fulfillment yeah like this movie is more yes. wish fulfillment, fulfillment than like spider-man jumping off the chrysler building and shit like yeah, this is, everybody wants to do this like to wake up one day and just not care <laughs> anymore mm-hmm. about, about that shit yeah it's yeah it's what everybody would love to do Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so so he asked her to uh, come next door to him and get lunch with him, and then he just walks away. He goes, oh, "She's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do that." And he's like, "All right, well, I'll be there if you want to come. Uh, I'll, I'll be there, okay." Um, now we get some one of my some of my favorite scenes in the movie, the Bobs. Uh, we start doing our yeah. interviews. Um, this next two so it's one clip, but they, they're back to back. We get Tom interviewing with the Bobs, and then Michael Bolton interviewing with the Bobs. What you do in Inatech is you take the specifications from the customers and you bring them down to the software engineers. Yes, y- yes, that's that's right. Well, then I just have to ask, why couldn't the customers just take them directly to the, to the software people, huh? Well, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, because engineers are not good at dealing with customers. Uh-huh. So you physically take the specs from the customer? Well, no, my, my secretary does that, or the facts. Huh. <laughs> so then you must physically bring them to the software people? Well, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. Uh, what, what would you say you do here? Well, look, I already told you. I deal with the goddamn customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> Let's see. You are Michael Bolton? <laughs> yeah. Is that your real name? Yeah. Are you any relation to the pop singer? No, it's it's just a coincidence. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I love his music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. For my money, I don't know if it gets any better than when he sings When a Man Loves a Woman. But you must really love his music, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 pretty he's pretty good, I guess. You're goddamn right he is. <laughs> right. So tell me, what's your favorite song of his? 
Mm. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess I sort of like them all. <laughs> so riot up the exact same way, but it must be twice as hard for you being to have the same name as him. I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. Anyway, let's get down to business, Michael. You know, you, you can just call me Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. I love that like Spikowski gets like talked out of his job, <laughs> like just yeah, by him simply so. not saying yes. <laughs> but, 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 no, no. I mean, I mean, I, I take it from the. But so you take it. I mean, I, I, I have a guy. But I'm good with people. You fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> what he loses it at the end is fucking amazing, man. Uh, what the hell is wrong with you, people? <laughs> uh, and so I love good. how like just like John C. McGinley's just being John C. McGinley's like. So yeah. So um seems here like i can't do his voice but like i love his voice mm -hmm. he's another see I, i'm on the line because he's a character actor but he's also like a main actor too yeah he's definitely a chameleon but it's yeah. just it's a different it's a different thing than steven root but i i totally get where you're coming from he, he has a show cast. on hulu I mean, they're, called they're uh, called stand against evil which is really fucking good he's Stand like a, against evil's great yeah it's him a small town sheriff in like this haunted mm -hmm. witch town yeah. yeah really really fucking good mm -hmm. um i love his character in that show too because he plays him like he's just always yeah. him <laughs> everything he does yep um i was listening because uh Friend of the the Just Surprise Me Network, uh, John Schick, uh, he introduced me to a podcast called Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach Braff and Donald Faison, and they basically oh, episode shit. by episode review Scrubs. Um, yeah, write it down. It's really good. Fake Doctors, Real Friends, is really fucking good. Um, oh, I'm on that one definitely. Um, and they have all this, the people from the sh the show come on, and John C. McGinley's in there, and he's just like talking he's like one of the greatest like guys ever he's like the sweetest nicest guy which is super funny because mm -hmm. cox is such an asshole in the show um <laughs> they spent a lot of time with bill lawrence the creator of the show too um and apparently like there was a one of his friends from school was like, actually a real jd so they call this guy the real J the real john dorian and um like scrubs <laughs> is basically based around his life experiences oh so it's, it's pretty cool it's pretty funny um, but yeah, they have everyone from the show on as guest stars and stuff, and they just episode by episode break down, give a bunch of behind the scenes stuff, and it's just really fun. Hmm. Um, so uh, next, Michael goes in with the Bobs, and they they're fucking thrilled that his name is Michael Bolton, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Like how much they're like, oh, your name's Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton's the greatest. Michael Bolton this. Michael Bolton that. Michael Bolton this. All right, Michael, let's get started. Call me Mike. <laughs> Especially after earlier when he said. I'm not changing my name to Mike because that half-witted ass clown. <laughs> like, yeah. that's my name. You can, you can call me Mike. Yeah. That like, was that was the moment he lost his job. Yeah. 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 This in the Bob's face as they were like, oh, they were like happy with him. Like they were like, oh, this guy's definitely staying. And then like all of a sudden they said that shit. Like, all right, so we're gonna fire him. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's so great because like this, Michael Bolton's. This was like in his fucking heyday. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it was so appropriate to have it like that back then too in 99 when it came oh, yeah. out because, you know. So uh, next, Peter's at lunch with Joanna who walks in and just sees him sitting there and basically he lays his whole life plan, plan out in front of her which is to do nothing. <laughs> I don't want to go to yeah. work anymore. So I'm not going to do it. I don't want How are you going to pay bills? You know, I don't like bills either. I don't think I'm going to pay those. <laughs> 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 uh, and then he like, he goes, he goes, we're not in Kansas anymore. And she's like, 
yeah, no, we're not. And he's like, no, no, you're, you're, but she's like, yeah, I don't like talking about my flair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love the flair shit. The flair joke's good. Um, and then all of a sudden he mentions Kung Fu movies and she's instantly in love. <laughs> like, right. Oh, uh, she's so like in the scene, like, Oh, like she's like, she looks lost. Like she's like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> like, this is not the way she's used to being hit on. I can tell. Like, She's like, who is this guy, and why am I so attracted to him, even though he seems like a loser? Um, but uh, you know, they start flirting, and, and then he basically asks her out to dinner, and she agrees to go with him. Um, now I, I love this dynamic of this movie. Lumberg absolutely loves to fuck with Milton, <laughs> like for no reason. Yes. It seems like he's like just because that guy's a fucking weirdo, I'm gonna fuck with him this entire movie. Um. <laughs> He's telling him to move his desk back a little tiny bit in his cubicle so they can put some more boxes in there with him. And his desk is like already as far back as it can go and his cubicles just <laughs> smash. And and this is the point where he takes his red stapler and Milton like loses it. And I was like, but, but, but that, 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 that's that's my stapler. I brought it from, from home. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> He's saying that shit too. Uh, I love like, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. Spoiler alert, <laughs> he may actually yeah. do that. <laughs> Never fuck with that Milton guy. Uh, so uh, Peter comes into work, um, and Michael's like, Peter, where the fuck have you been? Lumberg's going crazy. All the and Michael, and Peter's like, I don't fucking care. He's like, I'm having the best day of my life. I just came in here to grab my address book because I don't want to lose this phone number I got. <laughs> it's like, I don't even fuck about work. Um, Michael's like, Peter, you have a meeting with the Bobs like right now. And he's like, Oh yeah, he's like I'm fucking excited for that. Let's go see the Bobs, and then I got another clip, and I love, like, I absolutely love how this whole like thing plays out. Like this is just fucking beautiful. This better looks like a Peter Gibbons. Ah, uh-huh. oh, there you are. We're just talking about you. You must be Peter Gibbons. Uh huh. Terrific. I'm Bob Slidell. This is my associate Bob Porter. Hi, Bob. Bob, you want to go ahead and grab a seat and join us for a minute. You see, what we're actually trying to do here is we're just, we're trying to get a feel for how people spend their day at work. So if you would, would you walk us through a typical day for you? Yeah. Great. Well, I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. Uh, I use the side door, that way Lumberg can't see me. <laughs> And uh, after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Uh, Space out? Yeah. I just stare at my desk. (laughs) But it looks like I'm working. I do that for uh, probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Uh, Peter, would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something about TPS reports. <laughs> the thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. <laughs> don't, don't care? It's a problem of motivation, all right? Now, if I work my ass off and Initech ships a few extra units, I don't see another dime. So where's the motivation? And here's something else, Bob. I have eight different bosses right now. A big pardon? Eight bosses. Eight? Eight, Bob. So that means that when I make a mistake, I have eight different people coming by to tell me about it. That's my only real motivation is not to be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job. But you know, Bob, 
that'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Would you bear with me for just a second, please? Okay. What if, and believe me, this is so <laughs> hypothetical. But what if you were offered some kind of a stock option equity sharing program? Would that do anything for you? I don't know, I guess. Listen, I'm gonna go. Uh, it's been really nice talking to both of you guys. Absolutely. The pleasure's all on this side of the table, trust me. Good luck with your layoffs, all right? I hope your firings go really well. Okay, excellent. Great. Wow. Oh, Peter, what's happening? Listen, uh... <laughs> Such a fucking great scene. Oh. Yeah, that, the dialogue is fantastic, man. The brutal it's honesty the, of it. Yeah, because it's fucking true. Like, yeah, it's so real. Again, it's just a universal experience that that feeling of like I, I only do you know 20 25 minutes of actual work like that's a real thing man yeah I, I, I show up late and I come in the side door so he doesn't catch me yeah um, space out what can you enlighten us on space yeah I just kind of stare at my desk just stare at your desk exactly <laughs> I mean it's fucking when, when I worked in an office like that I used to fucking walk to the yeah. far end of the building to go to that vending machine so i could avoid my boss for an extra 15 minutes exactly yeah yeah i was like it's like you just there's nothing to do like it's just like what am i gonna do it's like it's not a problem of me being lazy so i don't care <laughs> that that's a great line yeah <clears throat> yeah it's not that i'm lazy and just don't care. he's like the only thing that really keeps me motivated is the paycheck and hopefully i don't get fired but that only keeps me motivated enough not to get fired <laughs> like not to actually do anything better it's like i don't it's, really see the point it's not wrong yeah not wrong at all no, it's it's like the brilliance of how that's written it's just damn oh yeah yeah and it you know what is funny like recently i'd say in the past couple of weeks i saw an article about the ceo talking about his company and his philosophy was, I give my employees as much time off as they want. So, you know, the only stipulation is like, if you're not available, you just got to let me know. So if you want to be off for a couple of months, that's yeah, fine. Because like, I trust you enough that you're going to do what you got to do to get the work done. You know, yeah. otherwise, why would you be here? Correct. And like, where the fuck is that philosophy been <laughs> yeah. the past 60 years? Jesus Christ. But yep. it's true, man. Like it's it's a hundred percent true. Yeah. And he had, he has uh, no issues with uh, productivity from his employees because you know there's there's not that short leash. So. Yep. Fuck, man. Oh, I also love just the end of the scene where he Lumberg's saying there's like, oh yeah, Pete. He just walks right by him, does not give a fuck. <laughs> um, it's great. Um. Next, we see Joanna talking to Stan, uh, played by Mike Judge, about her pieces of flair. And he's also passively aggressing, like passive aggressively, passiving, passively aggressing. Passively aggressively. Yeah. He's passively aggressing her. <laughs> um, so tell her basically, like, yeah, you have the minimum number, but you know. Is that really what you want to do? You just want to be the minimum or you want to be better? Look at Brian. Brian's got 37 the whole time. Like, ha, hoo, hoo, yeah, look at you wanted some shrimp poppers. Yeah, man. Ha, ha. He's like over there fucking like yucking it up with the other customers and shit. Um, 
And Brian's that fucking, like, he's that guy that you look at like, fuck you, man. Like, why do you got to come in here and fucking do this shit? Like, make us look bad. Like, we're just trying to fucking get through our day. And you got to come over here excited about this shit. I do like one of her pieces of flair. It's a fucking grasshopper. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was a pretty good one. Um, that was a cool one. Yeah. 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 Um, I also like her point. She's like, well, if you want me to wear 37 pieces of flair, why not make the minimum 37? Right. Yeah. It's just like, he's like, you're we, just, we really want you to it. just like express yourself. You're not really getting it. Um, also, I'm kind of upset he didn't do a different voice like, like for that character. Like, I don't know. I kind of wanted him to Hank Hill it up or something or, <laughs> or some butt You're not expressing or yourself. Like, like oh, dang, we'll get, come up over here on 15 pieces of flair. We're going to go on 37 like Brian. <laughs> Yep, now I'm not naked. Internet going to click, 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 click. I'm on naked chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Judge. I love Mike Judge. I don't remember. Was he in Idiocracy? I don't think so. No. I don't remember if he if he played a role in that or not. I'll have to look it up, but I don't remember. If he did, it's probably a very minor role. Um, So now we get another clip, and this, once again, is the Bobs. But this is Lumberg talking to the Bobs, and this is a great scene also. Oh, yeah. Right, so there's three more people we can easily lose. And then there's Tom Sinkowski. He's useless. Gone. Sounds good to me. Here's a peculiar. Uh, Milton Wadhams. Who's he? You know, squirrely looking guy, mumbles a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we can't actually find a record of him being a current employee here. I looked into it more deeply, and I found that apparently what happened is that he was laid off five years ago and no one ever told him about it but through some kind of glitch in the payroll department he still gets a paycheck so we just went ahead and fixed the glitch mm, great so uh, milton has been let go well just a second there professor we uh we fixed the glitch so he won't be receiving a paycheck anymore so it'll just work itself out naturally <laughs> we always like to avoid confrontation whenever possible Problem is solved from your end. <laughs> um, I'd like to move us right along to a Peter Gibbons. Now, we had a chance to meet this young man, and boy, that's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Yeah, uh, he's been real flaky lately. And I'm just not sure that he's the caliber person that we would want for upper management. He's also been having some problems with his TPS reports. I'll have this here. We feel that the problem isn't with Peter. Mm -mm. It's that you haven't challenged him enough to get him really motivated. There it is. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Yeah, Bill, let me ask you a real quick question here. How much time would you say you spend each week dealing with these TPS reports? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to play this in the background now because this is the scene where this song comes on. I fucking love it. Yes. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Damn, it feels. Although I am gonna play it here when we talk about a single. Let's talk about this scene. So, um, I really enjoy the whole like they're just letting people go and like uh, Milton like there's a glitch in the system, so they know the system can be glitched, you know. And Milton's been getting paid basically, even though he's been fired. So they're like, 
no, no, no. Fix the glitch. He's not going to get a paycheck. He's still going to work here. And the shit yeah, will just eventually we'll, work itself out. Yeah. It'll leap eventually. <laughs> uh, and then, um, you know, they start basically blowing Peter. And then, and, and Lumberg's like, why are you blowing that dude? I don't like that dude. <laughs> like, he's been like, fucking with me lately. And he's like, well, the problem is, you know, his managers aren't doing their job right. So not right. only is Peter, like, doing whatever he wants and not giving a fuck, but he's also getting Lumberg in trouble now. Yeah, dude, how the <laughs> fucking tables have turned. Oh, the like, how much time would you say you spend on these TPS reports? Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's also been having a problem with his uh, TPS reports. I think he found the fucking memo one time. But now. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth. Cause real gangster ass nigga. I love this song. I love the ghetto boys to start with that. Niggas always got a high cap. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. So, this song plays over a montage. And during that. We see uh, Peter parking in Lumberg's spot, like just not, totally not giving a fuck. Um, when he's walking into the office, instead of like shocking his hand on the door handle, he uh, unscrews it with the fucking guy who's working there, his little screw gun, and knocks it out. Um, <laughs> so great. As he walks into the office, he grabs the what is it good for the company banner and just yanks it off the roof and throws it away while everyone watches him. It's fucking amazing. Um, we see Lumberg pull in and realize that uh, Peter's in a spot, so he parks in the handicapped spot next to it. Um, and then his Porsche gets towed, even though it doesn't actually move the bumper, just rips off. Um, <laughs> it's just beautiful, because I love how he thinks he can just park in a handicapped spot because his spot's taken. Um, Peter and I Joanna. Read, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I read some quick trivia about that. that there was a scene, a deleted scene, where Lumberg loses his shit over the car being towed. Oh, shit. But that Gary Cole, he poo-pooed the whole thing because he's like, that just ruins the whole mystique of him being the most passive-aggressive guy in the world. Yeah, I yeah, can see yeah. That. Like, Lumberg wouldn't have reacted like that. He would have he would have been pissed, Yeah. but he would have handled it in this very, like, low-key, passive-aggressive way. So, um, yeah, so they, they yanked that scene. Mike Judge yanked that scene out. That's, That's a good, good idea. thing they did, good yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah, I can't imagine him getting agitated beyond like a three. Right. You exactly. know, yeah, it just wouldn't yeah. fit. Yeah. Uh, so we see Peter and Joanna watching Kung Fu and getting closer. Uh, Lumberg is staring at Peter's empty desk. Uh, then we see Peter and Lawrence out fishing, which is just fucking beautiful scene. Um, and then Peter just walks in the office wearing a fucking fishing shirt and shorts with a fucking cooler. Pulls this giant fish out on a stack of fucking reports and guts it <laughs> and then throws the guts onto some TPS fucking yes. report cover sheets. So great. Um, we see him and Joanna getting closer and closer. And then in one of my favorite scenes ever, Peter unscrews one of the cubicle walls and just fucking lets it fall, <laughs> stare out the window. It just fucking leaves it there. Like he just fucking leaves the wall, like on the ground with all the shit attached to it. So like didn't even pull the fucking books off or nothing. Like it's literally just all fucking spread, spread out across the floor. And then Lumberg with his coffee cup in hand, like just walks up and like, Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like before he leaves he's like we'll go ahead and have this taken care of for you you know what I mean like, yeah. we'll fix your wall for you yeah like he can't fucking admit that Peter is winning like he's gotta like fucking keep some kind of like dignity about him mm -hmm. um, but here starts our next clip so Peter what's happening uh, now are you going to go ahead and have those TPS reports for us this afternoon no Ah, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should probably go ahead and have a little talk. Hmm? No. No, right now, Lumberg. I'm I'm kind of busy. In fact, look, I'm gonna have to ask you to go ahead and just come back another time. I got a meeting with the Bobs in a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, I wasn't aware of a meeting with them. Yeah, they called me at home. <laughs> that sounds good, Peter. And uh, we'll go ahead and get this all fixed up for you. Great. Hi, Milton. What's I, happening? I, was, I, I, I didn't receive my paycheck this week. Um, you're going to have to talk to payroll about that. I did, and they said... Mel, did, we're going to need to go ahead and move you downstairs into storage B. No, we, I, I would uh, still like have some new people get, coming in, and no, we need all the space we can get. But there's no space. So if you could it, just go ahead and it, pack up your it, stuff it, and move it down there, but no, that would be terrific. I, I, I was okay. I could stay. It, excuse me. Yeah, I, I believe you have my stapler. It, <laughs> Hmm. Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Oh, that's terrific, Peter. I, I'm sure you, you've you've heard some of the rumors circulating around the hallways about how we're going to be doing a house cleaning with some of the software people. Well, Bob, I have heard that, and you got to do what you got to do. We're going to be getting rid of these people here. Uh, first, Mr. Samir Naga. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Not going to work here anywhere anyway. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bolton. Everybody's going to miss him. You're going to lay off Samir and Michael. Oh, yeah. We're going to bring in some uh, entry-level graduates, farm some work out to Singapore. It's usual deal. Well, standard operating procedure. Do they know this yet? No. No, of course not. <laughs> we find it's always better to fire people on a Friday. Studies have statistically shown that there's less chance of an incident if you do it at the end of the week. Anyway, Peter, what we'd like to do is put you into position to have as many as four people working right underneath you. This is a big promotion, Pete. It's huge. So you're going to fire Michael and Samir and you're going to give me more money? Huh? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's funny how that works, right? That's the way it works. That's corporate, baby. Yeah. Um, he's a real go-getter, this Peter guy. <laughs> yeah, right. He draws a line, the Samir Naga Naga. I'm not going to work here anymore. <laughs> that was ad-lib, by the way. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's so fucking great. That's uh, gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny, too, because there's some truth to that. Like, you know, not giving a fuck and the confidence that it creates affords you opportunities that wouldn't have been there mm-hmm. and it, absolutely it, 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 there's no more room yep. <laughs> so uh it's great i got that not give a fuck attitude so late that i don't want to get promoted i don't want yeah, to get yeah, anything yeah. i'm very i'm very happy where i am <laughs> i'm gonna ride this fucking wave out and wave yeah. wave them way out but yeah i got it too late in life <laughs> oh but it's great when you discover it, man. I'm, oh, I'm discovering yeah. it now. Yep. There was a there was an opening at my gig for a management position, and old me would have been like, you know, that that probably makes sense. It'd be a lot more work, but you know, you could work. Yeah. No, 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 
No. Me now. I'm like, fuck that. It's all fuck good. Fuck that sideways. Yeah. Who the fuck so, am I going to impress? Yep. Yeah, somebody taking else. Taking that can. job. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, we get uh, Lumberg taking his aggression out on Milton again. Poor Milton. He's like, yeah, move down to sub basement B. What's my man down in the fucking cellar and shit? Yeah. Um, Next, Peter uh, approaches Michael and tells him he needs to come over to his house tonight. Um, Peter's telling Michael they're going to fire him. But Michael thinks, no, Peter, you're the one who's not showing it to work. You're the one who's going to get fired. I'm fucking good. <laughs> um, Peter's like, no, no, no. Like, they, they told me they're going to fire you. They're going to promote me. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, uh, Peter Peter brings up the virus to him. And Michael explains, you know, that what it basically is is a percent of cents that get routed off into this account. And they can just, you know, take that money because no one's even noticing it's there anyways and be so minute and so minuscule that, you know, no one would ever even notice. There's really no way they could get caught. Uh, Peter, you know, asks what's stopping him and he says, well, I have a good job and I don't want to risk it. Peter's like, well, what if you didn't? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now they're at a bar um, and they're drinking and Peter and Michael reflect on how like, or Michael starts reflecting on how him and Samir are the best and uh, Peter's really been doing nothing at all and still getting promoted. Uh, Peter says, you know, when I saw that hypnotherapist die, I realized that, you know, we weren't meant to live this way. We're wasting our lives and we just need to do better. Um, which breaks the hypno- the, the fact that he was hypnotized. It's like he just realized, you know, dude, like stress is going to fucking kill me if I keep this shit up. Um, you know, so they, they, they gave up. Sorry, I got lost there in my notes here. They're wasting so time. Um, they're going to basically like get thrown on the street after giving all this time to the company just to make the company's stocks go up a little tiny bit. And, um, you know, he he really doesn't like, you know, this at all. And, and Peter suggests, well, shit, make your own stock go up and do the software thing. Uh, so... He's like, well, I can't really do all this by myself. We need Samir. So they bring Samir in. Um, Samir starts talking about how it's really not that much money. And Peter's like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> like, it's money, but it's not that much money. So it should be not noticed. Uh, and, and Samir gets talked into going along with it. You know, the worst that's going to happen is they're going to go to a white-collar prison. And they're going to get conjugal visits. <laughs> I fucking love yeah. it. They even have conjugal visits. Yeah. And and, uh, fucking Michael's like, I don't even get conjugal visits. I'm not a prisoner. (laughs) Uh, Samir says he came to America for an opportunity. You know what? This is my opportunity. And they decide, yeah, we got to keep this ourselves. Nobody else can know. But of course, Lawrence can hear everything. (laughs) Don't uh, worry. He's cool. Yeah. Don't worry. That's Lawrence. He's cool. (laughs) Uh, Peter lays out the plan of what they're going to do. And then we get this cool, like, uh, like high scene where yes. he's walking away from the bobs and he's promoted and Samir and Michael are copying the virus file onto a floppy disk that he hands over to Samir, who then hands it over to Peter. Peter goes into like the payroll computer and uploads it. And the whole deed has been done. And it's like, wow, that seemed like it was going to be way harder. Than this. <laughs> I just love the repeated Superman three references. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You mean, like, I Superman saw that III? fucking movie in theaters. That movie was horrible. Yeah. It's bad. bad. Richard Pryor was the only like saving grace of that whole fucking flick. The bad guy. Because the funny thing was on, I don't know, I, Eric, I don't know if you follow on Instagram. I was a teenage fan of Creep. Mm-hmm. Um, they just show pictures of all old like B-movies, you know, like sci-fi and, and horror okay. movies. 
and they just had a picture of the fucking bad guy, the the son Superman guy. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, from Superman three, and it just I had all the flashbacks even before I saw this. I'm like, oh god, that movie was just so bad. They cut the budget on the fucking special effects, like even the special effects on Superman and Superman two were dicey because it was the seventies, you know. But Superman three, it, it looked like sixties movies. The special yeah. effects are so bad, you know. So yeah, that was the nuclear man. His finger, sharp finger nuclear man. Shit. That's what yeah, he was. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. That's what yeah. he was. And you had bad guy Superman. His his personality split. So yeah. there was there yeah, was yeah. there was unshaven Superman drinking in the bar. He's fucking flicking peanuts and breaking the fucking bottles behind the bar. I love I love that peanuts. shitty movie. Oh my god. Yes, and then he's fighting. They're fighting each other, and yeah, it was just it was a silly, silly fucking movie. So, Joe, I was going to bring up this plot point because this might be the only fault I find in this movie. You talked about, like, his superhero origin story as being hypnotized but never being taken out of it. Yeah. But much like Lumberg has to stay at a level three, they couldn't keep him at a level three. No. Yeah. Because right. his temperament changes as, as the movie progresses. It's like it wore off. Yeah, yeah it's right. just yeah. out of right. it. Well, he starts realizing there's real fucking, like, consequences so <laughs> yeah. like, I better fucking do this um, next we meet Drew played by Greg Pitts um, and he tells the guys that Spikowski tried to kill himself by running the car in the garage but then he saw his wife and realized he wanted to live <laughs> um, but as he was backing out the driveway he gets slammed into by a drunk driver um, and now you know he may be injured but he's getting this huge settlement and this weekend he's having a party at his house and if he's lucky he's going to take this new girl from logistics and show her his O face you know oh 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's another one of those quotables that we do all the time yes I'll oh, show yeah, her my definitely. O face oh 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 um, that guy really rode that wave yeah I don't know for anything else honestly oh no yeah there is I, yeah he uh I'll look it up. I'm sure he did something, but I don't know what from. Yeah, he probably um, didn't do anything that any of us know. Yep. But I'll check it out. I'll let you guys know. After the boys' last day at Inatech, they're reflecting on being escorted by security. Um, and Peter tells them he has something for them, though, that he did steal. And uh, in a fucking just great, like, cathartic scene. Um, you know, one of those things that, like, you, you just remember this. You never forget the scene. Like, this is one of the most iconic scenes in fucking every movie ever I've ever, like, seen. And you get this song playing. And while this plays, they take a fucking printer that says PC load letter and paper jam to a field. Yep. And they just fucking destroy it in this, like, awesome... Like, the way it's filmed, like, it's so great. They're like... This slow motion, this thing's like pieces flying over baseball bat. Fucking Michael runs at it to punch it, and then like they say the best part when he can't control his emotions. Yeah, <laughs> and they're holding him back and shit. You gotta pull him back. And it's so fucking great. I love Samir's fucking like karate kicks. Oh yeah, the fucking, oh, yeah. fucking straight kicks. Yeah, heel kicks, man. Oh, it's so great. Like, everybody has wanted to do this at one point in time to a piece of fucking office equipment. Oh, I've done it. And <laughs> it's As just a copy your check. We've gone out in the back of the parking lot and done that shit. Yeah, I imagine so. Die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they do that, and then then they're in the apartment and they're dancing and having a fucking party and stuff. Um. And uh, Michael's, you know, Peter tells us, Samir, oh, Joanna's coming over. I can't really go out with them. Um. 
And, uh, you know, we see the next morning. We get our next our next clip here where Joanna's... Uh, this is going to go from, like, Joanna and the party back to Joanna again. Um, but she's kind of, like, asking about, what you know, what were you guys doing last night? Hey, what were you guys celebrating last night? Oh, uh... I'm not really at liberty to talk about it. Two hours later. I really can't. All right, so when the subroutine compounds the interest, right, it uses all these extra decimal places that just get rounded off. So we simplified the whole thing, and we just we round them all down and just drop the remainder into an account that we opened. So you're stealing? Uh, no, no, you don't understand. It's, uh, it's very complicated. It's, uh, it's, it's aggregate, so I'm talking about fractions of a penny here. And uh, over time, they add up to a lot. Okay. So you're gonna make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Right? It's not yours? Uh, well, it, it becomes ours. How is that not stealing? I don't think, uh, I don't think that I'm explaining this very well. Um, <laughs> the 7-Eleven, right? Mm -hmm. You can take a penny from the tray. From the crippled children? <laughs> no, that's the jar. I'm talking about the tray. The, the, you know, the pennies for, for everybody. Yeah, well, those are whole pennies. All right. All right? I'm just talking about fractions of a penny here, okay? But we do it from a much bigger tray, and we do it a couple of million times. So what's wrong with that? I don't know. It just seems wrong. It's not wrong. Inatech is wrong. Inatech is an evil corporation, all right? Tchotchkes is wrong. Doesn't it bother you that you have to get up in the morning and you have to put on a bunch of pieces of flair? Yeah, but I'm not about to go in and start... Taking money from the register. Well, maybe you should. Yeah. You know, the Nazis had pieces of flair. They made the Jews wear. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, we don't have We don't have to talk about this now. Let's let's just go to the barbecue, all right? Okay. Michael! Samir! How you doing? Hey, Tom. Hello, Tom. Yeah, I'd like to meet my lawyer, Rob Newhouse. Rob, Michael, How you doing, Michael, Samir, uh, Samir, Peter. How are you? I'm glad you could make it. Tom, hi. Uh, this is somebody I'd like you to meet. This is uh, Joanna. Hi. Hi. Forgive me for not getting up. Peter, Peter, come here a minute. I want to show you something. Well, what do you think? It's a prototype. Huh, that's, that's exactly as you described it. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I heard about your, your settlement. Congratulations. Well, thanks, Peter. You know, I'm glad you're here because I wanted to talk to you. I know how you get depressed about your job and all, and I just wanted you to know that I know how you feel. I used to be the same way. Really? Sure. Well, maybe I didn't whine as much, but I bet I hated my job even more than you. And I've been doing it for over 30 years. Wow. Just remember, if you hang in there long enough, good things can happen in this world. I mean, look at me. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Oh, sure. Conjugal visits? Not that I know of. No minimum security prison is no picnic. I have a client in there right now. He says the trick is, K 
kick someone's ass the first day or become someone's bitch, then everything will be all right. Why do you want to ask anyone? Uh, no, no, we just say stuff. Hey, Peter. Yeah. That's something about old Smichowski, huh? Yeah, lucky bastard. Hey, isn't that the girl that works over at Chachki's? Yeah. Who's she here with? She's with me. Really? Yeah. All right, Peter. <laughs> Make sure you wear a rubber, dude. Why's that, Drew? Are you kidding me? She gets around. All right. She does, does she? Oh, yeah. Like a record. <laughs> like with who? Oh, let's see. Uh, how Lumberg fucked her. sleep with Lumberg. What? What are you... Oh, right, Lumberg. Oh! <laughs> oh, God. Lumberg. Peter, what is wrong with you? That was like two years ago. But did you know him? Yeah, I know him. I know him. He's my boss. He's my unholy, disgusting pig of a boss. He's not that disgusting. <laughs> he represents all that is soulless and wrong. And you slept with him. Hey, that is none of your business, okay? I didn't ask you who you slept with before we were together. I don't care. Well, I didn't think you slept with guys like Lumberg. Listen to you. Who do you think you are? How dare you judge me? I mean, what are you? You think you're some kind of, like, angel here? No, you're just this penny-stealing, wannabe uh, criminal man. Yeah, well, that may be. But at least I never slept with Lumberg. Okay, that's, I'm done. Just, I want to get out of the car, okay? I'm, I'm get stuff. Why don't you just call me when you grow up? Oh, wait, you know what? That's probably never going to happen. So just don't call me, okay? Say hello to Lumber! <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that happened. Um, right. She's, she's all, you know, like making him realize he's stealing. She's like, no, no, just like take a penny, leave a penny, you know, like just a really big penny jar <laughs> a whole bunch of times. <laughs> um, a million times. We go to the party. We see Tom again. He has his prototype jump to conclusions mat on the floor <laughs> that he's investing his uh, money into from his accident. Uh, we see the other two boys out there talking to some guy about prison, and he's like, no, no, there's no conjugal visits. We're going to be like... You gotta fuck someone up or you gotta become somebody's bitch. One of the two. Um uh Drew tells uh fucking Peter that, you know, oh dude, Joanna's a whore. He's <laughs> like, she's love a Lumberg. And of course, you know, Peter's upset by that because Lumberg is literally like his, you know, vision of disgusting. <laughs> um, so so down the way home, uh Peter and in in uh Joanna get into it because he brings that up and you know she's got a point like it's none of his fucking business like she did before him like she hasn't asked him about anything you know like what does it have to do with you type shit yeah they gave her 
this was like the only agency she had in this movie. They gave her this very like feminist piece of dialogue. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she's not Which wrong. Nice. No, not she's one hundred percent right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, just because you got a problem with somebody doesn't mean it's my fault. Yeah. So uh, that night, Peter has a nightmare about Lumberg fucking her. Oh god. And he's just like, oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he has like he has the coffee yeah. cup in his hand. He's all sweaty and it's, yeah. oh, it's so gross. It's so gross. Um, and the next day we see Joanna at work and uh, Stan's once again fucking with her about her flair and she ends up losing it and quitting her job. I love she's just like, you want some flair? Here you go. Here's some flair. Flair is one piece. One piece. Yeah. And she just flips them off. She flips off all the customers and he's just like, oh my, oh my God, like, I can't, I, I can't believe you're doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he plays that pretty good. I gotta mm-hmm. say. Um, we see Peter go to an ATM to check the balance and realizes they fucked up because there's three hundred five thousand three hundred twenty six dollars and thirteen cents in their account. Um, I think they're gonna notice that missing. Um, you know, Michael's like, "Well, it did work. He, he just might have put a decimal in the wrong place." Um, they know the first thing they need to do is close the account before it gets any worse. Um, it's Lumberg's uh, birthday at the office, and there's a cake. Everyone's singing, and as the cake is cut and passed around, um, you see Milton, he just like he's obsessed with getting a piece of this cake, and he ends up with no piece of this cake, which is so funny the way he does. He's like, Milton, you got to pass it to the next person. And then when the last piece gets there, the girl stops right ahead of him and doesn't pass it to him. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, um, the 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 boys are now trying to figure out if they can just give the money back, but they don't know how that works. And like they're trying to figure out how to launder money, like they're fucking literally looking up the definition in the dictionary of how to launder money. <laughs> they, they've got no idea how to be criminals. Um, we see Milton in the basement, and uh, Lumberg walks in to fuck with him a little more while eating a piece of cake that he just throws away, like with the whole piece of cake there, right in front of Milton who didn't get a cake but wanted a cake. Um, you know, and, uh, he tells him like, Hey, why don't you kill the cockroaches while you're down here? <laughs> it's just, it's not my job. Yeah. The, oh my God. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. That's, that's the final straw. <laughs> that's like that. my favorite. That was one of my favorite lines where he just leaves it at that. Like, okay. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, Dom Dom comes up and grabs Lungberg and tells him, "Hey, there's some glitch and we're missing a bunch of money." Um, the the boys are still trying to figure out what money laundering is. Um, and Samira and Michael, um, they're talking to Peter and realize he broke up with her for sleeping with Lumberg, but he's like, "Dude, it was a different Lumberg. It was Ron Lumberg from Inatrobe. And Peter just feels like a jackass instantly, which he should. Um, I mean, regardless, he should have anyways. But you know, now he really does. Um, we hear a knock at the door and they're like oh shit what's going on um, and there's a door to door salesman there uh, played by Orlando Jones a young Orlando Jones yeah, yeah I was like oh shit um, he's there to try to sell, sell the magazine subscriptions with his uh, raccoon in a box uh, I don't know what it is like I knew people that did this for a living like they would go out and be magazine subscription salespeople. And they'd always pull the same fucking like scam. Like, oh, I was on drugs and I'm having problems. Uh, turns out, though, he's not a criminal. He's not on drugs. He doesn't nothing knows anything about him. He basically was a, uh, a, he's just an unemployed software engineer. 
and he knows a lot of the same people they know, so he blackmails them into buying 40 uh, subscriptions to Vibe magazine. Vibe magazine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, awesome. and then I have my next clip here, which I called Federal Pound Me in the Ass Prison. <laughs> I should have done this. What were we thinking? You know, I can't figure out how is it that all these stupid Neanderthal mafia guys can be so good at crime and smart guys like us can suck so badly at it. We're new to it, though. If we had more experience... No. You know what I think? I think we're screwed. I think there's enough evidence all over that building to link us to this. Even if we could launder money, I wouldn't want to. What we've done is bad enough. We get caught laundering money, we're not going to white-collar resort prison. No, no, no. We're going to federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison. <laughs> I, I don't want to go to any prison. Why the hell did I do this? I've never done anything wrong in my whole life. We weren't thinking clearly because you told us we were losing our jobs. And now look at us, we're, we're worried about going in a prison. Don't worry about it, I'll think of something. I'm going home. Me too. You are a very bad person, Peter. You awake? Yeah. You wanna come over? No thanks, man. I don't want you fucking up my life too. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lawrence's life. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you fucking up my life too. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking passive aggressive and good. Oh, uh, so they realize, you know, they're probably going to end up in federal pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> and not white collar prison. Uh, and Samir is pissed off. Everyone's pissed off at Peter. Um, Peter has a dream about their sentencing, which looks like Peter. It's like a Michael and Samir. I sentence you to federal pound me in the ass prison. <laughs> and Peter, you're a bad person. <laughs> uh, so. Peter makes a decision. He's going to confess all of it and give the money back. Uh, first, he goes and meets Joanna, who's now working at Flingers, to apologize to her. He tells her, you know, I may be going to jail because uh, I, I plan on doing the right thing. She tells him to find something that makes him happy. Uh, and he's like, I just want to be, like, with you. Like, at which point she kisses him. And the uh, dickhead flair waiter runs up to ruin the moment. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, Peter goes to Inatech and uh, leaves a confession note with the money under Lumberg's door then immediately regrets it and tries to stick his hands under the world's biggest crack under the bottom of a door ever but uh, you know that's one of those things that you know he could have just checked the door because apparently the door was unlocked the whole time <laughs> oh that's true I didn't even really think about that but yeah, yeah the door was unlocked yeah because yeah, Milton walks in the next morning and um, I lost my place here. Uh, so so he he goes out. He's he's pissed off. He's like, oh fuck, 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 fuck. I fucked up. I fucked up. But it's too late. So the next morning, um, Milton's there. He's complaining about his paycheck in his stapler. Um, he knows the stapler's sitting right there on Lumberg's desk though. So he just the lady walks away to get security, and Milton just walks in the office to get his uh, stapler and steps over the envelope that's sitting on the floor. 
Um, we see Peter packing up stuff at his apartment, and he's he's gonna leave. He says goodbye to Lawrence, and Lawrence uh, warns Peter, "Hey, watch out for the cornholing." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter pulls up to the Inatech building, and the building's on fire. Like we hear this like music playing in the background. Dun, 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 dun. But uh, uh, yeah, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. is it this? One? Maybe it's this song. Let me see if it's this one. Nope, it's not that one. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. But it's such a happy song. I don't know why. Where are they all at? I don't know. Fuck it. We won't play the song. <laughs> it's not on the soundtrack, whatever it is. Is it bum ba dum ba dum ba dum bum ba ba bum ba dum ba dum ba dum bum? Hey! And then we get this really happy music. Um, and uh, we see Milton sneaking through the crowd and kind of scampering off. Uh, and Peter's just smiling as the building burns down. And uh, next thing we see, you know, Peter's got a new job. He's working with Lawrence on the cleanup of the building. And uh, he, he he picks up this, this red swing light table as Bernie's like, you know what? I know a guy who would love this. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a beautiful fucking scene. And uh, that's where I come to this last clip of the night, which is, you know, the, the one we're going to play out on and in the movie with. Hey, man. Wanna go to lunch? Drop mine in a pail. Plus, Joanna's supposed to come by a little later. So, how'd you like your new job? It's not too bad. Not too bad. How's uh, Penetrode? Intertrode. Intertrode. Vera? It's work. Yeah. Yeah. Probably get your job there if you want. Yeah. No, thanks. I, uh, I'm doing good here. So, uh... We're gonna be okay, right? Yeah. I think the fire pretty much took care of everything. I wonder if the money burned up. It would be a shame. Yeah. So you sure you don't want us to get your job? That's one thing I'm definitely sure of. All right, Chief. You guys take care, all right? Okay. All right. Stay in touch, man. Okay, will do. Isn't so bad, huh? Making bucks, getting exercise, working outside. Fucking A. Fucking A. Fucking A. May I speak to you, please? I asked for a Mai Tai, and they brought me a pina colada, and I said no salt. No salt for the margarita, but it had salt on it. There's big grains of salt on Los Tiendos, but it happens again. I won't be leaving a tip, because I could, I could shut this whole resort down. <laughs> Sir? I could take my traveler's check to a competing resort. <laughs> I could write a letter to your court of tourism, and I could have this place condemned. <laughs> I could put, I could put strychnine in the guacamole <laughs> with salt on the glass, big grains of salt. <laughs> that is the best line. I it's so good. Strychnine in the guacamole. <laughs> so, uh. It was salt in the glass, big grains of salt. 
I love the waiter. He's, yeah, he's he's fucking Spanish gringo. fucking gringo. <laughs> uh, here we go. You ready? Mm. Yeah. Yo, six o'clock every morning. You waking up yawning. To the sound, sound of your alarm clock alarming. About an hour from now, you should be at your place of employment. Which is annoying because it's so boring. You co-workers be talking. Hey, don't come back in the dress, man. <laughs> Come on guys, sing it with me. Take this job and shove it. We ain't working here no more. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Take this job, take this job, take this job and shove it. <sighs> I fucking love that song. It's so good. Oh, sorry, I had to let that play out because uh it's such a good song. But anyway, so the end of the movie there, you, you see Peter is happy with what he's doing now. Till tells the other boys, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to stay here. You know, fucking A. <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> Mil- Milton's on a beach because he found the envelope with the traveler's checks in it and burnt the place down. And he's just fucking, now he's threatening this place. It's just what Milton does. But you know, don't fuck with Milton. <laughs> I just love how Peter was going to pay the money back with Traveler's Checks. Don't write a check or anything. Just give Traveler's Checks. That is pretty. $3,000 worth of Traveler's Checks. Oh, man. So that that's Office Space. Um, it, it's such a good movie. Um, yes, it is. I fucking love it, man. <laughs> uh, the little clips at the end are pretty good, too. Like, you heard a couple of them, but they're nice little like, gag reels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that really only leaves us one thing to do here. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. You love me. You really love me. So, were you guys entertained? Oh, I was. Most I was, definitely. Buddy. Look, I don't even care which one of you guys wants to go first. Go ahead, Eric. All right. So, first thing we got to say is that I gave Idiocracy a 4.0 on a re-ratings episode. I bumped it up. And this is going to get a higher score than a 4.0 because it's a better movie. Yes. So... Joe, I love this movie. Um, talked about it a bunch, man, but it just perfectly encapsulates all of those feelings that you have as a worker bee out there doing your thing. The 25 minutes of real work, the 
uh, static electricity that you know is going to shock you and you just accept it because it's the sad start of your morning. It's all pitch perfect, man. So I'm going to give uh, Office Space a 4.2 out of 5. Nice. Pretty respectable. I like so, it. yeah, um, I have the same exact feelings about it. I do. I mean, it hits home for me. So, I mean, I've lived this. I know it. I feel it. Like the whole movie. Um, it's a it's a really well paced movie. It's just the right amount of time. It's not too long. You try to cram too much into it. And I do enjoy it better than Idiocracy because again, because it means it means stuff to me. So I am going with a four point three nice. on this one. And I do have to. I, I'm sorry. I, I got to jump in first to also apologize to all my Christopher Reeve Superman friends because I blurred the lines between two movies. Superman oh, 3 quest and for Superman 4 The Quest for Peace. So yeah. good and bad Superman and, and Richard Pryor were Superman 3, the peanuts into the bar. That was Superman 3 and Superman 4 The Quest for Peace was Nuclear Man. Yeah. yeah, Because that was the uh, the Superman's attempt to squish the Cold War because he was uh, taking all the nuclear weapons and throwing them into space. Well, I'll tell you, Christopher Reeves will not stand for this. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I was, was going to say something about that, but I don't want to be that guy. No, oh, well, I, you should have. I deserve to be called that on that. Um, we could have talked about Superman 2, where he takes the S off his chest and throws it. <laughs> fuck and yeah. Turns into a fucking... Superman 2, come on. That movie is top. It's notch. awesome. It's awesome. Top fucking notch. Yeah. You know, the best cosplay I ever fucking saw were the three villains from Superman 2. Three people dressed up just like them inside a goddamn like oh, that's cool. window a cellophane covered window <laughs> nice. and they walked around a comic-con like that and it was the best cosplay fucking that's pretty fucking uh committed to that role because they looked yeah. like him too that was the thing they yeah. did the makeup perfectly the big ofi dude the big bushy beard and and and, and zod with the slick back hair and nice. it was flawless cosplay you gotta look it up so anyway sorry go ahead joe all right so this is one of those movies that when it first was released didn't even do well, but yeah, everybody who saw it loved it so much. They told everybody, you need to watch this movie. You need to watch it. This movie became a fucking cult classic, like out of nowhere. It, it's fucking my favorite, one of my favorite directors ever, Mike Judge, like the cast in this movie, insanely good. And a lot of them were just starting out at this point. I mean, this is 99. This show fucking created The Office, which is one of the most popular TV shows in history. Like, that came from this. I've, I've never met a person who's watched this movie that doesn't like this movie. Like, I can't yeah. say that about anything. Like, I've ne- I, this movie is unanimously loved. Like, the scores on Rotten Tomatoes are through the fucking roof. Like, the IMDb ratings, critic, everyone loves this movie because it's so fucking genuine and real. Um, Everybody has something they can relate to in this. You might not relate to every single thing, but some everyone will find something in this movie to relate to. And... I know what you're saying. How am I going to rate this uh, idiocracy ahead of this? Well, there's two reasons for that. Number one, it's got electrolytes. It's got what Joe craves. (laughs) Also, anytime the smartest person in the world's name is Joe, I have to fucking rate it higher. So that's true. That's true. Plus Terry Crews was in that, you know, I, I, I mean, and this movie had no banyan trees. There's no banyan trees. I mean, it could have, well, actually I think it might actually had a banyan tree in it. I'll have to check again. I'll, I'll look back. Um, but that all being said, I 
Love this fucking movie. It's one of my favorites of all time. It's infinitely rewatchable. So quotable. So just, you know, relatable. I'm going to go a 4.99 on this. Whoa. Just man. to put it under idiocracy by a 0.01%. Okay. Because, like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think I've watched this pretty much more than almost every movie except Idiocracy and Big Trouble. <laughs> man, that puts this way up there on our list. Oh, yeah. That. Well, I mean, it deserves It's rightfully so. This might be one of those ones when we re rate it later that you guys bring your scores up more. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> It's funny now. I'm tainted. It's it, I'm tainted now with scores because I've got the stupid re-ratings in my head. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. I need to stop doing that. So, um, yeah. So that gives it an infinitely higher score than Idiocracy overall. That's true. That's true. But Idiocracy was is tied for the highest increase in ratings. No, yeah. it's set. Yes, it's tied for the highest increase in ratings of all our re-ratings that we've done so far. So interesting. Oh, yeah, man, that that, that and uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, both bumped up. Because you guys realized Joe was right. <laughs> Y'all realized Joe was right every time. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Oh, no, I should have never said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. I'm man. just. Saying, oh, I'm sorry. No, big big trouble. Jesus Christ. That's Joe is big, right. <laughs> big trouble is the highest bump, and yep. the other two are tied for second and third. Hell yeah. All right, when are we going to do the re-re-rating? <laughs> you can drop them all down the fucking I think, I think that I got to check what Joe scores were because I think Joe increased Big Trouble by so much that it's the highest <laughs> one. Not well, us. I mean, it deservedly so to me because I think I rated it so low to start with and I was like, fuck, this is like one of my favorite movies. Why didn't I, you know, why didn't I rate it higher to start with? Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I think you Yeah, know, it you was. Were... You went up by 0. 0.7 on Big Trouble. So it is you, because we only went up by a couple. You went up by 0. 0.7 on that one. Yeah, well, it deserves it. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So this this one got a real super high rating for us. That's great. I well, well what did it end up being? Uh, 4.5. So nice. in the grand scheme of things, I'll tell you right now, that moves it into... Hold on. Tension's killing me. Yeah, I know. That moves it into that ties it with episode four of Star Wars into into the top fourteen. Wow. Of our ratings of all the movies, the sixty five or sixty six movies we've done. Yep. Not bad, although I think it you know. No, 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 no. Joe. Not Joe, bad, Joe. But Slow your roll there, big boy. Slow your roll there, big boy. I know, I'm just fucking around. All right. Cause cause it put it 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 ranked it yeah. higher than Thor Ragnarok, which is rough wow. for you. It ranked it higher than Cool Hand Luke, Baby Driver, uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's higher yeah. than that. It's higher than Snatch. It's higher than King. Well, somehow you guys suck the dick on on New Hope because New Hope should not be higher than Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where you guys got okay. off of that one. No, nah, I just well, I understand why I, why I did that, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. So I think it's right where it needs to be. Nah, I think so. Too. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> right, I like, you know, right where it needs to be. So don't worry, we'll cool. re-rate it eventually and move top five. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to give it an eight for that to happen, Joe. I might. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, we got some people to thank, don't we? Oh, yes, yeah. I got that do. list handy this time, too. It's pretty cool. Paying attention. Yes, we do. We've got some. Uh, we've got our Patreon members to thank. Uh, these fine folks give us money every month. Every single month they do. Because they really dig what we do. I know everyone digs what we do. If you're listening, you like us. And we really appreciate that. But... If you really dig us, how about throwing us a couple of bucks a month, even a buck a month? That'd be really cool. It helps us keep the lights on, 
and just it, it makes us it puts us in good moods and we want to be in a good mood when we do the show so we're going to thank these fine folks we're going to start off with founding member Hannah Christ we've got Peter Bianco from the Tone Jokes podcast the second button podcast and the off the rails podcast Mr. Brian Gower our co-host on the Just Surprise Me podcast and the co-host of the Sharing Maps podcast, Will Lehu. From the Signal Path podcast, the Texas State Boggle Chance podcast, and the Texas Size 10 4 podcast, Mr. Tony DeGraw. From the great state of Tennessee, we got Mr. Michael McVeigh. And then Mr. Adam Al-Syed. Mr. Michael Van Zant, And last but definitely not least, Mr. Hugh G-Rection. Thank you, Mr. Rection. Yes, and, and as always, remember Visit patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U to support the show, you cheapskate Yeah There you go, hit us up, we'd appreciate it We really would I think it'd be really funny if like Joe's lights actually did go off Fuck, <laughs> 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 man That was, that was a, a literal Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There you go <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. If the lights was just a little bit closer, I could have done it without you even noticing. That would have been. That would have. Oh, Chef's kiss. If we're yeah. talking about Patreon and your lights, get shut off. Gotta we get lose the internet. Yeah. Well, that was the end of the episode because you fucks couldn't give us a dollar a month. Exactly. Done. Yep. No, we done. love you. We'd also like to take this opportunity to thank show sponsor Mo DeWitt. Uh, DeWitt Law, just call Mo.com. If you have legal questions, hit them up. Um, it's free to talk to them, feel them out, and see if you know what you're going through is something that he could assist you with. Whether it's a slip and fall, traffic accident, or you just have a general question about, I don't know, the uh, legality of uh, burning your building down if someone steals your staple. Because uh, I have that stapler and it's a beauty. I'll show it to you one more time. Yeah. Look at that, man. You can find staplers, find staplers like this at Moe's Law Offices, I'm sure, because he would not be a fan of stapler staplers that bind. So to imagine there's plenty of swing lines going around there. But yes, thank you. Justcallmo.com. What if I was um, in the garage, like, you know, and then realized I wanted to live and backed out of my driveway and a drunk driver hit me? Ooh, that's definitely a case for, for Mo. Oh, absolutely. Are you yeah. kidding me? He'd clean up for you. He could have gotten you $2 million and you could have invested some of that and you could have also, you know, streamlined production if you jumped yeah. to conclusions. No, I was going to make the a- ch- ch- cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to explain to me how that one works, though. What's no, 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 you don't. <laughs> you, you do not want to know. <laughs> Uh, you think, what you want to do is you think Lindbergh <laughs> smells bad <laughs> <laughs> oh man holy moly well yeah that was a fun one man office space go see it if you've never seen it Jesus Christ it's classic cult classic yeah what are we doing next I think what are we doing, doing next you're doing something next what are we doing oh that's right yeah. we are going to uh, on the next episode dig into Kevin Smith's dogma yeah, Which another is a, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that'll be another high rated movie. Yeah. Although impossible to find on DVD. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's like a rights thing. It's kind of like how you've seen it in a long time because it's never on. It used to be on a lot on cable, but it's yeah. not on anymore. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's play on Comedy Central all the time. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's like that fucking movie, The Super. 
uh, with uh, yeah. that I made Joe find for me on the internet. Yeah. It like doesn't exist. Huh. So interesting. So good luck finding a pirated copy of Dogma for us, us to watch. <laughs> In theory, and uh, oh, I didn't tell you guys about that. So. Um, Tony, I, I may have mentioned this in a chat. Tony and I now share a slot in Joe's Paramount Plus account. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically. Hypothetically. Allegedly. And in theory. So, you know, because I was I was jumping on Joe's and he was like, what the fuck's fuck going on? I'm like, yeah, what's what, I wasn't on episode this or so. He said, mate, just overwrite one of the you know slots. Yeah. You know, theoretically, again, none of this actually really happened, but you know, because no one uses this but me, because there's like family members and shit in there. Like, you don't want to step on toes. Yeah. So I said, all right, I'll just pick the last one and I'll use that one. And I picked the last one, not realizing that it was Tony's. <laughs> so I didn't realize I, it was uh, either. <laughs> <laughs> now, theoretically, can two different people watch the same profile at the same time? I, I think know. so. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if that's I mean, what was getting screwed up by that. I'm, I'll go in there and I'll notice like there's some stuff, you know, some cartoons or something that I that I hadn't watched. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's uh, like Life and Times of Jesus the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus the Christ. So yeah, well, now we've just kind of been going back and forth and changing the name of the profile. It's now called Shadow Band. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best. That is the best. Yeah, so we'll, yes. we'll see what, we'll oh, see what happens Oh, that's so there. great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Well, we only got one thing left to do tonight. Um, they told me if like they didn't get the Patreons, I'd, I'd, I'd have no lights. <laughs> you, you, I know you're doing the bit, but I really thought you were having a stroke for a second. <laughs> I know, right? And Just that's like a split I'm not second, I was that, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Because I'm old enough to have a stroke, so I'm not going to do that bit. <laughs> Camera. Oh, this episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. And be sure to check out Monday Morning with Mo every Monday morning on Facebook Live with free answers to your legal questions. Injured in a car accident? Dealing with personal injury. Mo can also help you with a workers' compensation case if you're injured on the job. I don't live in Florida, but Mo would be my go-to if I did. And the best part is they take all accident cases on a contingency fee basis. This means that they will take on your case, put up all necessary funds to build your case as strongly as possible, and they only get paid if they're successful in obtaining a settlement for you. There's no fee or obligation to ask about your cases, so contact Mo today and make sure to follow Mo DeWitt just for his incredible promotional work. He's, he's a man after my own heart. So many pop culture and film references. I've done art for Mo where he's portrayed as Indiana Jones, Charlie Brown, Frosty the Snowman, Zach Morris, Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of that. That's a, uh, that's a legal question. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. <laughs> 